Welcome to Trash from Med Central. I am your hostess with the mostest, Becca, no last name. And I have two very special guests with me today, Wendy and Tony from the Lit Wallflowers podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Um, yeah, talk to the people. How are you? Good. Thank you for having us. We're so excited. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Of course. Of <laughs> course. Um, so for people that aren't familiar with you, um, I think you are kind of in the 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 DZ Twitter uh, world. So you may, a couple of my listeners are mostly from DZ Twitter. So they, they may have like been familiar, um, but for people that aren't just, you know, kind of introduce yourselves, introduce the podcast. Um, yeah. We are a historical romance podcast and we go, we cover series and some new releases and we um, just talk about, the things we love, the things that like, like hurt our feelings. <laughs> and, um, and then we also try to like apply it to how we can use the things that we learn from the book in modern times. And we, we play games. We um, talk about everything that's happening in Romance Landia. We talk a lot about DZs. We talk about, um, um, you know, like just all the things that, the historical romance world is happening and um and we also have a second podcast um that's all about Bridgerton so (laughs) yes oh my god I love it I am a I'm a Bridgerton fan um I didn't read the books um I love reading but I've just been very lazy (laughs) (laughs) so I did not read the books but I love Bridgerton I actually have made a lot of Bridgerton references like in past episodes yeah accidentally nice. because um <laughs> I think when me and Kristen I had Kristen on because we were talking yes. about you've got mail in the last episode yeah and I think I said something like Bridgerton is so easily digestible when it comes to like those like tropes and so yeah. I sometimes use it as an example to explain like if a trope is well done or not or if a trope is you know yeah. sometimes not well done <laughs> yeah and, um, and- so yeah I I I love that you guys have a, a Bridgerton podcast. That's amazing. I was like, when I was listening to your episode, I was like, I I can't wait to like defend Bridgerton. I mean, not that you guys are hating on it, but I do, I do. Even when Chris was watching it and she was like live tweeting her reaction and stuff, like I I like messaged her on the side. I was like, so this is this. <laughs> oh, so you? I know, I know. This is not a Bridgerton podcast. I, I literally always say that, but I feel like I always spend at least twenty minutes talking about Bridgerton. It's fine. It's my podcast. I can do whatever I want. Absolutely. So I'll be quick. But you weren't like disappointed or disheartened by like the way they change things in this past season. Cause like you will probably be the only two book lovers on earth that I know yeah. that feel that way. <laughs> Cause I I've think, talked to a lot of them. Yeah. I think, I think we, so we have like on our Bridgerton podcast, I feel like a lot of people unfollowed us and I'm, I'm okay with that. But like this, the little, like the little group that we have over on that side of the podcast, I think that um what the, what a lot of, people didn't know was happening was that they didn't like Kate's insecurities the readers Mm. didn't like Kate's insecurities in the book even on their wedding night when Anthony calls her beautiful Kate is like who are you thinking of when you say 
when you call me beautiful. So she's thinking no way. that Anthony is thinking of Edwina. So I feel, so the, I mean, I'm not a writer, so I don't know, but we feel that they had to make it so freaking obvious that he was going after one sister out of honor and duty. And the other one is where he mm-hmm. had all of his lust and, and like an attraction and compatibility with. So I, they had, I felt like they had to go that far on purpose because the readers were not happy with how insecure Kate was because that's not the character that we get with Kate, but on her wedding night, when like, literally he's like inside her (laughs) and, and he's like, you're so beautiful. And she's like, who are you thinking of? I can't imagine her character any other way from how she was portrayed. Like with that, that strength, that confidence that I think that's why I love her so much. So hearing that, Wow. That really, okay. So I, I, I kind of get both sides. I think yeah. from the people that I talked to, most people were upset about that love triangle. Yes. Um, like that's what people were really mad about was the fact that I guess in the books, the sister relationship was one of the strongest aspects. Right. Um, and so it kind of gotten, uh, yeah, I guess messed up for people because they were doing the love triangle, but yeah, I, yeah. I love that perspective. And that, that really just kind of open my my eyes and ears thank yeah. you for that yeah no and I think that Edwina and Kate's relationship is really strong because no matter how upset and mad Edwina was and her and betrayed as soon as Kate was unwell she was like this is stupid this is so petty like who even cares you know we'll work past all of that but like this is my sister you know what I'm saying so like they they showed the strength through that but I I think that you know, and, and that's why, like we were saying on our podcast, like, be careful what you wish for as a reader. If you get, if we're us as readers are reviewing and we're very loud about something (laughs) and someone is adapting this into film, they're gonna take it another way, you know? So like, Mm -hmm. you're, we have to be, be careful what you wish for. And, you know, when I was talking to Chris and she's like, dang, that's like damned if you do and damned if you don't. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. There's no other way to No, it really is that, you know, like there's no other way to show that Anthony only had feelings for Kate unless they went that far, you know? And then, and also um, the other thing too, is uh, some, some of the newer readers to, to historical romance that started reading Bridgerton because they heard Bridgerton was coming out with a show was like, oh, marriage of convenience again. They were forced to be married again. So in the book, the, um, the, the bee sting is what leads them to be compromised. They get walked in on and then they have to get married. So everyone was like, like, you know, like, why did like, oh, they had, they were forced to get married again, like book one. And, and to us as historical romance readers, we're like 95% <laughs> of historical romances happen. <laughs> marriages happen because something compromising or scandalous happened. So we right. understand that, right. but like new readers didn't understand this. So I, they, they, I felt like they had to also make it different because of how loud that also was too, you know, like, oh, it's the same thing thing that happened with Daphne and Simon and so it they had to flip a little bit because like the part like in the in the show where Anthony is like you kissed me and she's like so that happened opposite in the book 
So like, I think they had to like make it different because of, like I said, how loud some readers were about, oh, marriage of convenience again. And it's just like, uh, if you are used to historical romances, you'll know that 90% ends up that way, you know? Yeah. I mean, they can't, they couldn't just go up to a bar and be like, hey, yeah, baby, no. let's go home. Like, yeah. It didn't really work yeah. that way. <laughs> exactly. <So>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I actually really love marriage of convenience tropes. That's kind of actually one of my favorite tropes, I think. Yeah, it's great. And, and, and that's why when, you know, we were doing some of the read along, we joined like every read along there was because we we're so excited. These are, this is one of our favorite series. And Tony and I were kind of, kind of shocked by a lot of the feedback. And we were like, like, cause it was like, some of it was unanimous and me and, me and Tony were like, what? are we are we missing something <laughs> like so so I think was, we're still missing something yeah and then so I felt like the writers didn't really have a choice but to to you know because I we've always said from the beginning they list I, we felt like they listened to every podcast read every review and changed all the things that people didn't like in season one and so of course they were going to do that for season two and those were the two loud things was Kate's insecurities and how how could she be in her bed not knowing that you know like and thinking that she's Edwina and also the marriage of convenience thing so right okay awesome <laughs> now that we <laughs> sorry now that I've turned this into no you're fine it's it's my fault I'm an enabler no um, I've turned this into a British Gym podcast yet again um I'm gonna go ahead and before we get into the hating game um which is what we're gonna be talking about today I do have a couple questions for the, the both of you um so I have something called a trash meter um, on this podcast. And this is how I decide uh, how trash someone's romance taste is. Um, <laughs> I'll have you know, mine is very trash. That's why I'm the host of this podcast. Uh, so it, I, I started from uh, clean as a whistle um, to dumpster fire, and I am dumpster fire. And so the first question is, and you guys can just kind of do this in, in order, um, name three romance movies and I'm actually going to include maybe novels in here too since you guys are uh, primarily a novel podcast um so three movies or books that you have really enjoyed um that you would say are like your top three now these don't have to be of all time because that's like I can even tell from behind looking at you um for the people <laughs> who can't see like I can uh she has a million books behind her like it's it's a lot um and so I know that giving you making you pick top three of all time uh we may be here for like six hours I know you guys have probably other things to do today so I would say like just in recent something that really stood out to you something that maybe is just like a favorite um for a long time or a new time so I'll stop yapping so you can answer oh. <laughs> um so one of my like all time so how I like like rate it is that if I see it on TV that I am willing to watch it no matter where it's at. If it's even if I know there's six minutes left, I'm leaving the TV on. So that's kind of how I like like gauged this one. Um, I am a sucker for Cinderella tropes. So like Pretty Woman, I don't I don't care. That's like yes. one of my all time favorite. Um, and it's just it's just so. I, I love that one so much. And um, uh, this one is similar to the, the movie, 
movie we're covering today, which is The Proposal with Daddy Ryan Reynolds. I mean, you you (laughs) butt naked in there. You like, like, you have to love it. And um, just because, like, it is a very, very, very great movie, but because of the representation and like how much, how emotional I was to see like handsome, beautiful Asian men being represented, mm-hmm. like, you know, it, crazy rich Asians just will always, always, always hold like such a significant part in my heart because it's like when Asian men or women or women are casted, it's so typecasted. So to see this whole entire movie where everyone is beautiful, everyone is handsome and, you know, and actually our culture is out there, like it will always, and it was a great romance as well too. Um, So I really, really love that. But honorable mentions, you guys mentioned it when um, you were talking with Chris, Pride and Prejudice, always and forever. And I, it's not a romance, but it's, I mean, it's not a, I guess, a, a traditional what I consider romance movie. It's more of a tragedy. But with Chris, I will always love A Walk to Remember. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I love the the bad boy, innocent virgin trope, yes. whatever you want to call that. Yes. That's that's yes. yeah, that's one of my faves. It's a classic. It gets me every time. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good list. And I I remember when Crazy Rich Asians came out because it was it was very close to after Black Panther. And I remember kind of me and, and all of my Black friends being like, this is their, <laughs> like, yeah. this is their Black Panther. Like, <laughs> so I, I definitely felt, I, I shared that feeling of just like immense joy of just seeing different representation yes. um, of what you've seen. And I think that's why I love, I'm going back to Bridgerton, but I think that's why I love Bridgerton so much is because, you know, people of color weren't allowed to see themselves in that, in those Regency era spaces no. without it being harsh or without no. us having to remember the harsh realities of what it would have been like to actually be in those spaces. Yeah. And so that's why I love it so much. Cause I'm like, I can just plop myself in, you right. know, into this fan, this fantastical world where right. my skin color is just like, Oh, it is what it is. So yeah. Um, yeah, I had to, I had to get on a little rant about that, but I, I love crazy rich Asians. Um, it's, it's just such a good one. Yeah. I just remember that award season. I, I don't even want, I don't even watch much TV, but like that award season, it was like just to see the cast of Black Panther and the cast of Crazy Rich Asians being nominated for so many awards. It was like, like I'm about to cry right now. It was just so emotional because it's like, you know, like how is it that we're finally getting this? Like, this is crazy, but it was beautiful. It it took forever. It did. Um, I try not to think about how long it took. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I try not to. Yeah. All right. Do you have a list? I want to go to book route. Okay. Um, okay. But one awesome. one book that was turned into film, I guess. But is it really called? Is it considered a romance? I love Jane Eyre, and Wendy, you know, I love Jane Eyre. Uh, yes. So there's that. But so just looking at my bookshelf, like I, I guess these are the books I would love for them to turn into film. Mm-hmm. Would be mm-hmm. um, Sarah McLean's not Sarah McLean's Nine Rules to Break When Romancing a Rake. Yeah. Gosh, she literally just turned around and looked yes. at her. <laughs> she's on my top immense she's on my top collection <laughs> and then of course Tessa Dare Tessa Dare has like the Spindle Cove series that I love so much yeah um and it's just because it's hilarious and I think it would become such a great like rom-com series yeah. or mm-hmm. miniseries for like I don't know 
BBC <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then right now we're listening, or right now we're reading Lisa Kleypas, and it's about bullshit runners. I'm like, okay, that's it, there's action in it, and I'm like, okay, yeah. that's gonna like hit a lot Ooh. of people's like oh checklist. Yeah, romance and action. Yeah, and zaddies. <laughs> in all of them, yes. <laughs> but yeah. That's what about you? Fun. What's your like like right now? What you're feeling? What's your like top three? Oh my god, no one ever asked me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, I think you just broke me. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of something I always I would have to say. Uh, the BBC version of Pride and Prejudice, I think I rewatch it probably maybe three times a year. Yes. So I feel wow. like that's always going to be up there. Um, Persuasion, the mm. 2007 version with, uh, oh my God, what's that girl's name? I see her face in my, my brain right now. With Sally, is it Sally Hawkins? Is that her name? Yes, that is my favorite version of persuasion and I rewatched that manically in college my roommate would actually be concerned because she's like are you rewatching that movie again I would rewatch it probably once a week so <laughs> always will be obsessed and then maybe I should do something that's not Jane Austen let me think <laughs> no because <laughs> you can do whatever you want North Anchor oh, was pretty good oh yes oh sticking with the since we're sticking with Regency era north and south is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite short Aww. series. So good. Like, so good. I, none of these things are trash though. I promise you, I do have trash taste. I just don't know if I would put that, put those things in my top three, no. but I do watch like after, and I, I did a whole podcast episode on 365 days, both movies. So <laughs> my taste it. is very trashy but when it comes to the, those that I can kind of put on when I need like that comfort hug, right. those yes. are, those are the ones that I, that I usually lean towards. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I'm with you. I'm, I'm with the, I'm all about Hallmark all day, every day. Like oh God, I, love, I love, and that's, and you know what? And I think this is the other thing too, that I was talking about a couple of people. So I'm glad you guys, you and Chris were talking about it. It's just like, I also think why the love triangle thing didn't really bother me on Bridgerton is because every single Hallmark movie starts off is a love triangle. Mm -hmm. And, and so like, I, I am just so, I'm just so jaded. I'm like, man, normal. Yeah. No, that actually, that actually leads us into the territory because me and Kristen kind of went back and forth. And I think I even like did a Twitter poll about this. So what constitutes as a love triangle for the, for the two of you, I'll tell you what, when I think of a love triangle. So um, have you ever seen the movie Pretty in Pink? It's like an old 80s movie. Yeah. With Molly Ringwald. So if you if you haven't seen it, Wendy, essentially she has a, a male best friend who has loved her her entire life. She has never reciprocated feelings for him, but then she also has a guy that she's actually interested in and they have reciprocated feelings for each other. I told Kristen that for me, that still classifies as a love triangle because there are mm. three people. And even though the feelings may not be shared like a, a across, there's still feelings and there's still three people. Now for mm. her, a love triangle was obviously like what we got in Bridgerton season two, where there mm. was an obvious feelings between three people and they were either shared or like it was just in a more obvious way so um, yeah. I'll shut up so you guys can answer but <laughs> I'm curious to see your, your thoughts on that I you know 
I think just because everything that I've been through in my life, like I feel like sometimes it just the person you're with just doesn't fit and you should be able not I mean you should do it the right way and if you feel that it doesn't fit then you should definitely break up and then and 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 pursue other things but like sometimes you do you're in this relationship that you think you need as you mentioned Mm -hmm. you shouldn't and the guy you have on paper is not the guy you should end up with right that's what you had said and Mm -hmm. and like and so this, 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 this dude who's all checkboxed out, you know, and you're like, I'm, this is what I want. I, I dreamt him up and here he is, you know? So you think you're content and happy. And then you meet this other person and you're like, but wait, am I happy? <laughs> but wait, hold on. Why does right. this, why does this person, you know? So like, I think, I think that it, it, it's, you should do what's best for you. So like, I, there's just no, like, to me, the there's so many books and romances that are love triangles or I don't even consider it love triangles it's just like I feel like it's the woman finding herself kind of thing you know and I I I, so there's because one of the most coveted movies that everyone loves that I am probably I'm going to get canceled right now is the notebook everyone loves the notebook but I'm like she cheated on her fiance like are Mm -hmm. we just forgiving this like we're you know what I'm saying so I guess it just depends it's I justice for James Marsden yes justice for James (laughs) Marsden I love him and he always gets he always gets stiffed in every romance movie I know like he always does like yeah I could have a podcast just about that honestly I could but you know what it's so dirty it's because he plays a good sad boy and I am here for a I sad know, boy. He does. But you know, he, he really did, does. he did really good in 27 dresses. He, he got the girl. So he did get the girl. Yeah. And so. he's saying Benny, Benny and the Jets on top of a bar and we love yes. to see it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So I, to me, I, it, it's, I don't even see a lot of these as love triangles. So I, I think more or less when I look at it, I think of it more of, like cheating trope than love triangle like that I don't otherwise like every Hallmark movie 93% of books you know there there there's a love triangle in it so it's just to me it's just like what is you know like where cheating is where I I like don't like you You know draw the line yeah yeah that makes a lot that makes a lot of sense that makes sense yeah and I don't see even when you guys were talking, so Tony, they were saying that like you got mail, you know, just didn't really age very well. Like they, like when you looking at it in today's lens, like they're both in relationships, they're both carrying on this email thing. And so like, even, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where in the notebook, it was a physical thing. Like they, they had sex with while she was still engaged. Like that's where I'm like, mm, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm into this, you know? So I think that's. See, that's- for me though, I, for me, I put a lot of stock in emotional cheating too. Yes. And I think, I think Allie was in deep denial because even when she started this relationship, I don't think she was ever truly no. invested. Even before, you know, they had the rain scene. They they did the boom shakalaka. She had already <laughs> kind of mentally left that relationship. Yes. And so that's why for me, the physical aspect was the, the topping on the cake. It was just like, yeah. okay, this was bound to happen because you right. truly, like, first of all, she shouldn't even have gone to see him. 
Like, right. I'm not going to see an ex that I know. Like, girl, what did you right. think was going to happen? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, right. but yeah, no, don't get me. I used, I used to love The Notebook, and I still kind of do. But I have a friend who was actually on the first two podcasts who hates The Notebook with a passion. And I think it's starting to rub off on me a little bit. <laughs> because she always brings up that scene about how he essentially gaslit Allie into dating him because he um, was hanging off of the the Ferris wheel or whatever. And she always talks about how like if someone did that in real life, like it would just be so like manipulative and so I can't unsee it now and, and I was all, like, thanks for ruining the notebook for yeah. me and it's ruined for me now and like you said like if if you know we were Meg Ryan's friends and and you and you know you got me we would be like girl you cheating you know like what are you doing you know yeah. so like if so if one of our girlfriends got with a guy dangling off of Ferris we'll be like you're dumb <laughs> like this guy is trash like why are you with this guy so like yeah I just exactly Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why you, you have to keep you have to keep that. Uh, I always say I'm, I'm taking the, the feminist cloak off of me for for the two hours that I watch a rom com. I'm just, yes. you know, just untying it like a cardigan hanging yeah. up. And then when the movie's over, I put it back on so that yeah. I can actually enjoy it without being like, this is really not OK. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. So <laughs> since we're on the topic of tropes, I'll go to my next question. What is your most favorite trope? And this could be just kind of across the romance genre in general. Doesn't have to be books or movies related. And then what is your least favorite trope? Um, I'm with Chris. I am all about enemies to lover. I have an honorable mention. Any, any, like, especially Cinderella retelling, but any retelling, period. I'm like, I'm there. I you, like, you, you just have to be like, oh, it's a retelling of, and you don't even have to tell me what it is. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm reading or I'm watching. Like, it's just, that's, awesome. that's like, <laughs> that's my favorite. Um, my least favorite, I think it's because I would never in ever in my life ever date one of my friends. So like, just like the thought of it, like, it's just like, ah, but to be like, so friends to lovers is really hard for me, but to be fair, some of my favorite books are friends to lover because of the banter, but that's not a, that will not be an immediate buy for me. Like like if someone's like, if they're like, oh, and it's a friends to lover trouble, I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Does it it matter to you? Um, Does it matter to you if it's adult friends or childhood friends does that change your perception on whether or not you like it I don't you know I think the only time where I'm like okay like and these ones are have it is extreme extreme pining very very long-term pining and I'm on one side one side only (laughs) that's really okay yeah (laughs) And and that's when I'm I I'm like oh wow this is this is so good you know because and the one that that Chris mentioned about Bridgerton Francesca's book you know the, it was a one sided pining same the the next season of of Bridgerton is gonna be Penelope and Colin it's a one sided pining you know so those are both friends to friends to lover situation and um, yeah so I I really do like that but it has to be like only one side pining because when it's like they grew up together and it just fell naturally together and maybe they had something that put pull them apart and brought them back together like I'm I I'll read it but it's not my like instant buy yeah I mean there's no 
there's no excitement in that now that you mentioned it. Yeah. If it's just, so I agree with that. Yeah. yeah so what about if, you? if there's I mean, more tension in a Hallmark movie, <laughs> then, you know, exactly. That's, that's my barometer. But yeah. <laughs> what about you, Tony? No, I mean, you, you brought up pining and I love pining, but I think one of my favorite tropes, like right now, especially Grumpy Sunshine, yeah. I just love the contrast. There's obviously going to be riling the other person and then the the person's going to get extra like annoyed and I just I love that I love annoyed guys I love annoyed I know and then just the sunshine just trying to get the annoyed person to be like happy but it has the opposite effect yeah but they obviously love them so they want to stick around (laughs) yeah yeah so I love as um in terms of my least favorite uh, I, I honestly don't know because I've been trying to be very open to any books because I read arcs and um, even though they say oh why do you want to read this book is it because of the description I just check it off but without reading the description <laughs> I'm very that's much awesome. like because then I, I want to if I love like the author I want to read the author like I'm not going to care what it's about so I've been trying to be like, just very open to um, whatever it's kind of like with Bridgerton like the mm-hmm. books on the show um we went in thinking we know it's not going to be the same so we're just going to be open about it no honestly like I that's why I wanted to have you guys on so much because I'm obsessed with book fandoms I truly am (laughs) um I feel like they set themselves up for failure because their expectations are always so high and I'm like girl like you're never gonna have you're never gonna have a movie adaptation that or film or series or anything that is going to be what you imagined it to be. And yeah. so mm-hmm. I will say though, a lot of, like we talked about this already, but a lot of the things that fans were upset about, I could understand. So it wasn't like they were coming out of left field, um, but just book fandoms in general, I think no matter what, like when you see that movie poster go up, you need to have a conversation with yourself and just be like, <laughs> I think we're going to be disappointed. Like, just just do it. <laughs> Go in with very low expectations. Yeah. And so that you come out of the movie being like, oh my God, that was like 10 times better than I yeah. thought it was going to be. Yeah. So that's that's I, my little book to movie rant. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. And it's just kind of like, I, I, I get really upset. And it, like, it got to the point where we ended up having to delete our Bridgerton Twitter because it just oh got God. so toxic and people were like, and you know, like you said, a one man party over here trying to defend the writer's choices. <laughs> so like, um, it, it, it just got like really crazy. So I think that, and then so many people were like, I'm not watching this. This is, you know, this is dumb. And I can't believe you're doing this. And to me, it's just kind of like, this is how our favorite books are never going to get turn into film if we just don't Mm. support the cause yes sure you don't like it you know like but we need to watch it just turn it on in the background while you're while you're um cleaning or you know like leave it on and the tv off I don't know what you need to do just give the give the show or the movie the 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 numbers that it needs so that they can recognize that these kinds of books need to get turned into movies and shows but if we're such a good point that's such a good point but if we're over here like oh not watching you know like that's that's gonna that's they're they're gonna be like well let's not do regency romance anymore because look at this you know so it's just kind of like we're just lucky that this season actually did 
better numbers than mm-hmm. the Duke and I, I mean, the first season, but like, imagine if it didn't all because everyone was like, it's too different, then we won't get all eight siblings, then we won't get other romance books, you know, so like, I think, I think that's how we have to kind of look at it is yes, it's not going to be what we want, because your imagination, my imagination, Tony's imagination is completely different. No one in their wildest dreams would have ever imagined Reggae Jean Page playing Simon Bassett, but look how well that worked. And he, yeah. that man is. And now I can't, now I can't, I, can't, I wouldn't it. be able to see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wouldn't be able to see another way. And so many people were like, oh, that's not my Simon. He's supposed to have this color eyes. And Julia Quinn had to make a public statement was, guys, like, I wrote this book and I don't even remember what color his eyes are. Like, calm down, you know? So it's just like, I think that's something that like is really hard. And, and, and because I am equally as passionate about these kinds of things, like I'm trying to like defend everything. And I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting wrapped up into this. That I, I'm 40 <laughs> no, years old. I, I don't I call you though. <laughs> fighting with these people about something we both don't have any control over, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I, I understand that completely. The, the passion that you get sometimes I remind myself, um, especially when it comes to DZs. I'm like, Rebecca, this is, this is not, this is fiction. The like, calm DZ, down. The DZ world <laughs> is insane. It it's, is in, it's intense. It's kind of why I, it never even crossed my mind to do a DZ podcast. Like shout out to Kristen and Ashley, because yeah. I don't know how they do it. Um, oh <laughs> they are phenomenal at it. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, like that, that backlash Luckily, because I am talking about uh, usually older movies that people, you know, I haven't met a fandom yet, knock on all the wood, that I have like <laughs> upset or anything. And that's why even when I do talk about partition, I tread very lightly because I'm like, please yeah. don't come after me. <laughs> no, I think I think you're with the majority with how you feel, for sure. Yeah. You're definitely with the majority. But yeah, I, I think we just need to support it. And then because imagine, imagine like for the DZ world, it's like they... And I, I saw that. I saw that with SCK. I saw that with EK. Like anytime an episode didn't go the way that they wanted or they thought something was going to happen because of the preview. And I'm like, how are we? St- we're on episode 45. How are you still not realizing that this is the trickery they play? Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just kind of, yeah. But to be fair, also like all of the complaining that everyone did during SCK is what got like it was trending on Twitter because of it. So like, you know, maybe good or bad press, they're like, you know, they'll take it, you know, either way. No, it it is. Honestly, this, I saw Bridgerton being talked about from people that I don't even think would have like watched it or I really do think that people bitching and moaning probably got it even a bigger audience yeah <laughs> because when you see people complaining you're like wait let me let me go see yeah what, what are, are they why about? why are they yeah. upset yeah no what, dead like my one of my girlfriends she's like um not my thing you know and then because of all of like the controversy she ended up watching it and she's like why is everyone mad I was like I love you <laughs> I love you so much she's like it's so beautiful like why can't why I don't understand can you explain to me why why um they're mad I was like do you have like 45 minutes to an hour <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah it, it was it's it, it's right and then what I think is so hilarious I mean it's not I mean if you didn't like the trope and you didn't like it I I don't I, I'm not attacking you or anything like that but it's just that even during Emmy rounds and everything I, 
they're all talking about episode episode six which is the wedding scene Mm. so I I'm like the one episode everyone hates so much is the one they're like leaning into for award consideration yeah (laughs) like talking about it the one of the writers was like um I meant to I meant to tell Chris but one of the writers was like oh I was the entire time I wrote this episode I was listening to illicit affairs by Taylor Swift and it was just it was just so I'm just dying I'm I think it's funny but you know um but any press is press right so yeah we'll take it that is quite ironic that that's yeah the scene that yeah. everyone is like crazy about remember um I binged it in two days and so I didn't actually like I checked the hashtag every now and again but I didn't like live watch it with Twitter like you kind of how right. I would do with SEK or right. any other DZ yeah and I actually really did like like that I didn't do that because I didn't realize that it was so controversial until yeah. after the fact and so yes. it didn't it didn't it didn't have an impact on my viewing experience it's like if that makes sense I feel like when you yeah. get that width of, of negativity it does open your eyes and then you're while you're watching you're like oh maybe this isn't that great maybe like <laughs> yeah maybe that's like true. I it colors be. your your, it your does. lens yeah it colors your lens um, okay, enough, enough, <laughs> enough about Bridgerton. Even though at this point I'm going to be like, let's just this <laughs> like, Bridgerton episode. We are going to talk about the hating game. I promise. I'm going to go ahead and give the Sparks Notes version, just in case anyone hasn't uh, read the book or watched the movie. And please, like, if I say anything wrong, please interrupt me. <laughs> um, so essentially, Josh and Lucy are. Uh, I would deem to be deem them to be rivals to lovers. I actually didn't even ask you guys this. I don't yeah. consider them enemies because um, I had someone on the past that explained this to me. For me, enemies is like I'm gonna actually kill you. Like there's right. like, and that I think that would, and I think that would make more sense if there's like a, a sci-fi fantasy subgenre because yeah. I don't think we would have murder in <laughs> in modern day rom coms. Right. Um, I would, and I would say rivals is. More like Pride and Prejudice, uh, season two of Bridgerton, The Hating right. Game, stuff like that. So, right. um, okay, awesome. <laughs> so yeah, they, Josh and Lucy are rival celebrities. They work at a publishing house that actually used to be two separate entities and they kind of joined. Um, and it's Gammon and Bexley. And I had to write that down because <laughs> I was not going to remember that. Um, and so they essentially, there's a lot of back and forth, which we'll get into. Um, but essentially they are vying for the same job and there's hate there's love there's a sexual attraction um it's a really good watch and it's on hulu right now and hulu's not sponsoring me i promise but if you want to go watch it (laughs) and you want to read the book i will post all that information in the episode notes if you're interested so that's pretty much the the gist of it um what i want to ask you guys first is if like if you saw the posters beforehand or if you like watched it recently just straight off the bat, how both of them looked. Like, was that, did it meet your expectations? Did you think they were going to look differently based upon what you read? Yeah. I think to me, the thing that mattered the most was the height difference. And I think they nailed that. That was like my biggest thing. I know there was a huge controversy that the actress Lucy Hale um, didn't have the right color eyes. And no way it was like a huge controversy and then um and 
and the movie the movie social media actually responded to these like trolls and were like there's these things called contacts (laughs) good things good thing there's contacts you know like they kept like saying that over and over again oh okay so they okay because I was like there is a whole scene about her green eyes so like they they fix it I'm guessing so in the book it's blue eyes okay so but you but you yeah so in the eyes in the in the thing it's blue eyes but Lucy Hale has brown eyes this and she wore green contacts so yeah but people were like like upset and and yeah and it got to the point where the 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 the, whoever was running the account was like good thing there's contacts like good thing yeah you know like we can have her wear contacts so do little do little things like that matter to you guys like like if if in a perfect world like if it came down to that and you were the the writer producer would you have gone out of your way to make sure she had the correct eye color like when it comes to adaptations or is it like yeah like if you if you're in the you're in the production seat you're casting this this is your movie are you going out of your way to make sure she gets blue contacts or do you not care I guess I, is what my question would be. I think I don't care I know Tony is more of a like she prefers it closer to the books I, I'm more of a I'm a more of a you serve me hot fries, I'm gonna eat hot fries. If you serve me cold fries, I'm gonna eat cold <laughs> fries. Like that's just how I am. <laughs> okay, so I guess this question is better for Tony then. Um well I don't like I when there's books, I guess now, um, like that we're used to it, like with after Bridgerton, I've been very like it's nice if it's close to the books, but I understand the the changes, the changes needed to be had and as long as you do it well, you do it well. Um, yeah. If I was in the writer's office, I mean, if they had blue eyes, great, we'll work with it, you know. Um, if they don't, they don't. I went in to watching, I just recently watched The Hating Game. I went in um, telling myself, I'm not expecting anything. What I expect for me to find, because it's going to be fun for me, is to look for the Easter eggs. Okay. And I love that. So, yeah. and then I remember the whole the eye controversy with Lucy Hale and the books and I'm like okay so what color is the wall going to be and then I watch it and I'm like oh I love this because I didn't realize that they gave her green contacts but when I first saw that scene I'm like look it's like the color of strawberries because um, he had red brick walls and then his wall was green I'm like okay um, are they playing into that and and then they reveal the whole so you kind of you caught on you caught on to that early on is what you're saying like you yeah. noticed the wall was green I yeah I saw the green wall yes and I that's awesome and I saw the red brick because then the the apartment was red brick I'm like oh it's a strawberry but they actually still went back and used the the books um thing where the wall is the color of her eyes and I'm like wait a minute I thought she had brown eyes so like yeah oh they did change your eyes I'm glad they didn't keep it brown because a brown wall would not have been (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I love I love it even more now because they did change her I didn't expect them to change her eye color but the fact that they made it um they still stuck to the book and they to me they they had that whole strawberry thing going on yeah like I loved it yeah that's awesome. What did you think when you first saw first saw Josh? I, the, the only controversy I had heard, and I think uh, Kristen might even have said this to me, and I think I said it to her as well, was his voice. I know a lot of 
people were expecting his voice to be a lot deeper. Um, and when I was rewatching this morning, I was like, oh my God, if it was just like the minor of octaves. Um, yeah, because my boyfriend has a pretty deep voice. And I'm and I, because I'm African American, I have a naturally like deep voice myself. And so like I can't date someone who sounds like I don't know, Peter Rabbit or Elmo or something. And so I think at times, and no disrespect to um, Austin Stowell, who I think his name is, he is a beautiful man. And I doubt you're going to listen to this podcast, but if by God, by heavens that you come across this, I am not disrespecting your vocal cords. I just wish that like we got a little bit more of an octave because like when they were like those spicy scenes, I couldn't always take him seriously. So I'll just, I'll leave it at that. But yeah, looks wise, I think he's, gorgeous I kind of wish they would have let him keep a beard but I know that that's not how Josh wore his hair in the book so I get I get why he's like clean shaven but yeah I I'm gonna stop talking but (laughs) so I'm dying of laughter because I've dated men so I'm I love love romance books obviously and so I'm like Every time you meet a guy, like, you know, modern day dating, like Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, all those things. And it's just like, every time you meet a guy, I'm like, I'm, I like, I'm the freak that's like, can we talk on the phone? Because I want to hear your voice. I want to hear that deep baritone. I want you to shake my soul. Right. And every time it's nowhere near there. So like, I guess for me, (laughs) I've dated guys with softer and higher voices than him than than Austin or Mm -hmm. what's his name yeah so I I I to me it didn't bother me because I like like I said that's all like and then it's crazy because the guy that I'm dating that my boyfriend now has a very very deep voice but and I remember my my best friend's like great this guy can literally do no wrong like this is all that you've been asking for (laughs) as a guy with a deep voice he can do anything now and you'll forgive him because of his voice and I was like probably but yeah so I think that's why me personally his voice didn't bother me because I've dated guys with pretty questionable octaves of voices (laughs) yeah and I mean, I don't recall because I, I was telling um, them offline before we started recording that I listened to, I think I got halfway through the audiobook, and I don't remember if the author ever actually talks about how he sounds. He doesn't. And, and that she doesn't. And then also the girl that reads it has him with a very soft voice too. So it wasn't like, it wasn't a guy like, like reading his parts with a deep voice because that would be very jarring but it was a girl the girl narrator and she she barely went deep one octave from her normal right so that's why it was it wasn't that like much but I mean I can see that where where people you know when they think of their dream man they think of like myself with a very deep voice but yeah no Mm because my I think my voice is deeper than (laughs) (laughs) and for me I'm (laughs) For me, I was like, as long as he's, because she always says like, when he looks up at her, when she looks up at him, he's like, his eyes are miles away from her. Like she's so, so to me, I was like, all I care mostly about is the height difference. No. And that height difference was perfect when they are in front of the apartment and he like lifts her up because she comes back and says like, you're a better kisser than Danny or blah, blah, blah. Um, That is probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it's just, he just picks her up like she's a little, smurf doll yeah 
<laughs> which she essentially is. Yeah. Um, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> I did have a question about the Smurfs actually, because of course, because of the movie, they don't give us backstory. Do they go into any detail in the book why she kind of has this like Smurf obsession? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was the dad that brought her Smurfs because okay. he was like traveling a lot. So whenever he went back home, he brought her a Smurf from like the I don't know, gas station or something. Oh, see, I, I wish they could, I know that exposition is really hard sometimes in movies, but I kind of wish they would have like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I guess it wouldn't have made sense for her mom to just be like, hey, do you have all those Smurfs that your dad bought you? So <laughs> it's a little hard to provide exposition. But yeah. as someone who just watched the movie, I was just kind of like, oh, I wonder like what the, the backstory is behind that. I think we already kind of talked about the biggest, like your initial thoughts about just seeing them and seeing, you know, how the, the plot went. I know that there were a couple discrepancies like with scenes. Um, mm-hmm. And so I noticed that they changed the paintball scene, right? Like usually um, in the book, don't they like ride back together on the mm-hmm. bus or something mm-hmm. like that? And they kind of changed that around. Um, was there anything about, I guess, those plot points that felt like stifled to you? Or do you think like it still kind of got the main story across? so to me and I watched it with like starry doe eyes like when Mm -hmm. it like as soon as it came out I was in the I was in California and my friend who who I make suffer through Hallmark movies whenever we're together (laughs) I was like I was like this we are down I was like do you have Apple TV do you have Hulu she's like oh I was like we're using my password I was like we're watching this immediately as it comes out and so we're like you know she's she's she ends up really really enjoying it Mm -hmm. um her favorite part was when she realizes why he calls her shortcake and she was just like, I cannot. It's really cute. It's really cute. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, yeah, I think, you know, like enjoying it with her, with someone who didn't read the book, it was really awesome to see it in her point of view. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's really funny because some of the things that he was doing, she was like, is this, is this stalkery? And then I was like, you know, and romance is a very, very, very thin line. And I'm, I was laughing because you and Chris talked about it last, you know, um, in in your guys' episode about like that, that show you, right. And um, Mm -hmm. taking all the romance tropes and like intensifying them. Yeah. (laughs) No, I, I, when I rewatched this morning, Cause I, she even says that, like, I think she even jokes and it was yeah. like, you're, you're a bit of a stalker. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. And yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. And <laughs> so she's like, it's a little stalkery. She's like, but do I like it? I was like, I, I don't, I don't know. Do you? <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's like the kind of like, like what you said earlier, it's like, you just kind of have to like take off what you think about the world today and just really immerse yourself into whatever they're serving us. Right. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I loved, I mean, we can, like you said, we can never put everything that's in a book into a movie or show. So Mm -hmm. I think that they took a lot of the great parts, but a lot of people were not happy with the whole, like how obsessed he was with the strawberry farm like and how they took really how they took that out of the the um the movie they they were saying that it's so important that like this is like like and to me I was like "Eh, okay and and maybe because I don't have like strong family ties so to me I'm like it's not important to me I'm like "Eh, I don't know 
I mean, I don't really care, you know, but other people, they were like, no, like, like they, like it, that part was so, so big. And so I guess it just really depends on what you really loved about the book that you are searching for, you know? So kind of like what you were saying about like book fandoms, like how, you know, we want, some people really want a replica and it's just, it just doesn't happen. But for me, it was, it was perfect. Yeah. You can recognize the, the essence of, of characters. Um, yeah, what about about you, Tony? I know there was a, I think I saw a little bit of backlash <laughs> because the scene at the end, I think she originally doesn't go off uh, to his father at the wedding. I think like it, it happens like after the wedding or something. Like I, I know that there, people were a little upset about them changing that scene. Um, was there anything, I guess, specifically um, that you were not necessarily disappointed by, but you were just like, oh, okay, this like went completely differently than how it went in the book? Yeah, the whole thing, the whole ending, actually, um, it got changed. I, I actually like that they they had the ending in the show in the film, had it end that way, and because I I thought I I like the whole like rivals in the office thing. So mm-hmm. and I thought that was much more important than actually um, having the, that whole wedding weekend happen. So yeah. I thought, oh, for me, I really liked how they made that whole wedding thing and her going off at the father, um, you know, like in that one scene and just and leaving and, and have right. it be that way. Because in, I, I guess in the book, I'm like, oh, is that actually, um, it's not, relatable is not the right word. I'm like, I don't think it was... Um, an actual thing that actually happens oh you tell off the father and then he's gonna be like oh okay son you know let's like let's make up that's yeah. how I read the book but in the show, okay so in in the yeah. books there's like he the father responds essentially like there's there's some discourse yes. they don't just yeah okay I'm like that's, oh wow. that's a little bit too quick and then and I actually kind of liked how they ended the film. Like it was much more about the whole promotion and then, and having the both of them um, have this different relationship now because they both had their dreams come true. Right. And on top of that, they both still got to be together. So yeah, yeah. I, I think it was closer to a, a, like what we want as a happily ever after. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause there's no epilogue in the book. It, it kind of, it kind of ends. So the sequence in the book is it, it kind of is is the same leading up mm-hmm. to right before the wedding. So the big blowout in the movie actually happens pre-wedding and it's okay. not even that big of a deal. So where where he in the book, she doesn't um, overhear him. He um, uh, Josh's boss was like, oh, like you're going to need it. Like, you know, I seen the proposal. It looks good. You're going to need some help. And he's like. Um, I don't need any help beating her and she gets super pissed at that thing but they that kind of like just like blows over like pretty quickly in the book and then she they they go to this wedding and um and then he uh and then she like tells off the dad essentially and um at the wedding scene which I thought you know what to me like I saw that people didn't like that either because in 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 the in the book they go to a breakfast, like a morning after breakfast. 
And that's when the whole thing goes down. And I think people really liked it because like people were applauding her. They were like, coffee is on us. Like it was because it was like a really big moment. But for me, I think it was just like, and probably because of my trauma, but like, I thought it was really messed up how much pressure they were putting on Josh to go to this wedding and like, oh, absolutely. How, how like nothing was wrong and how the speech was like terrible. Oh my and, God. I attacking his father. Yeah. I- he makes my skin crawl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the actor did a phenomenal job because yeah. I was like, if I see this man on the street, <laughs> I punch him in the face. Like, unfortunately, he might be ruined for me. And if I see him in another film, I may yeah. be like, oh, there goes Josh's asshole dad. Like, he's yeah. no longer an sure. actor for me. So, yeah, I. So, I loved that they changed it, and she went off on him at the wedding because it was just like they were they were all making like Josh didn't get screwed, like like that he is the outcast, the black sheep of the family because he's not a doctor. His perfect brother, his perfect nice guy brother, ends up with you know. So it, it's just like like I think that I loved it that it was at the wedding because like how do you expect someone to go to that and be normal? you know, and, 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 and then, and then the stupid bride was like, oh, you didn't know my bad, you know, I was just like, oh, punch her. So I, I, to me, I, I liked that, but in the book, it was a morning after breakfast and then they go home and she's having a colossal freak out. She's like panicking because she realizes she's in love with him. And she's like, as soon as they leave his apartment Monday morning, everything's going to change because of the interview. And that's when all of the confessions and everything comes out. He shows her the room and that, and that he loves her and they play that new game and the, the book ends. So that's how the sequence is. Okay. So they, they kind of flipped everything around. And then the, the big freak out was um, um, because, in, and in the book, she was, she is freaking so upset at him that he didn't tell her that that was his ex getting married like that was a lot longer I'm really happy the that they didn't make that a thing in the movie yeah because that's so because, hallmark that's yeah. so hallmark yeah. you know like that's, it's like it's like I don't know I'm trying to think like put me put me in her shoes if I think I would be upset but at that point they weren't together really I mean yeah. like not in the movie sense like yeah. they had just kind of um yeah, they weren't in a relationship. And so I don't really think he owed her that like yeah. information at that time. And so I'm really happy that they didn't go there because I think it would have just made her character kind of unlikable, honestly. So yeah, yeah I'm glad to hear that she didn't like have a, a, a hissy fit about that. Because um, in the film, I think like her reaction to that, like, oh, this is why he is like this. Like she was just thinking about him. I mean, like that's exactly how she's portrayed in the film too. And that's how her personality is. She's always just, um, you know, the sunshine being nice and kind to everyone and understanding. So I'm like, I'm glad that they kind of, they changed it for the film. Like mm-hmm. I don't. No. Yeah, I expect- agree. Yeah. It really did. Um I mean, everything uses Pride and Prejudice, but I think they did, like, that that trope did remind me of it because Mm -hmm. all of the, the, by the end of the movie, all of these things that she assumed by him are cleared up. And I think that's why I really liked it. Um, I don't know if you heard my my rant about when movies do Pride and Prejudice wrong because they just have, like, this lead asshole man 
who by the end has not become a better person, not has, not, has not changed, <laughs> um, but because of love and magic, we're supposed to think he's like this great guy. And Josh is never a dick. Like Josh is never an asshole. Like we are looking at him through the eyes of Lucy. And so by the end of the film, we're all like, oh my God, he's just like a little bean. He's just yeah. really, you know, he's just really sweet. Um, he's, just, he's a sad boy. Yeah. He's just, he's really adorable. So yeah. Yeah. I love to hear that. Um, and I think one of the things that I'm happy they didn't put in the show is that, or the movie is that um, her and Danny's relationship in the book is a little bit more intense and Josh's reaction towards Danny is also more intense to where like he like she's on the phone with him at one point and this is at the wedding when she's mad at him and he like snatches the phone from her and he's like don't ever call her ever again like I think that wouldn't very that wouldn't read very well on film so I'm glad yeah. they also didn't do that because like you know they're like I said thin very thin line of of stalker possessive and you know so but yeah in the books it was he was much more of a jerk to Danny like okay. more than the, the, the more than what he was yeah because in the movie he was kind of he was still a little jerky like when they went to the, <laughs> the paintball and he like so he like funny. shoots him in the back for like no reason like he Danny's like dude I'm already out and he's just like mm, whatever <laughs> yeah yeah in the, in the book they weren't even playing against each other and he shot him anyway <laughs> He's like, dude, we're not even in the same, like, we're not even against each other. It was funny. That is hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, let's, let's get into the spice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the spicy scenes um, definitely delivered. I love the elevator scene. And I know that, again, I think the elevator scene, he initiates the kiss in the book, right? Yes. Because that was another thing that I heard people yelling on the timeline about. Um what do you guys think about that? I thought it, I actually really liked that she initiated in the movie. Um, I think I love when women get agency and I hate, you know, I, I'm obsessed with K-dramas, but something that I get so annoyed by with K-dramas is that the female leads act like they don't know what intimacy is or what kisses are or what anything is. They're just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, oh, he's flirting with me. Oh my God, I had no idea. And so I love when a woman gets in a position where she's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm gonna make out with this hot yeah. guy in an elevator, and so yeah. I really liked how they how they did that. Yeah, I I liked it too in a sense where, you know, in the book they she basically offers Josh a one night stand. She's like, let's get it out of our system, hit it and quit it. Let's you know be done with it. And you know he's playing long game, right? So i i like that without her saying that out loud she's showing that she's the more like like she wants this more or it seems mm -hmm. like she wants it more than he does so i i like that they turned that little bit of it and because in so many parts she's in the book she's like let's just do it let's have sex and he's mm -hmm. like he's like no like because and she keeps phrasing it as a like a one-time thing like let's just do this once so that we can get out of our system right so i like that that they did that to where if she's in charge, she's in charge of what she wants and, and it's okay. Cause he's like, hell yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree with that one. Um, oh, we have like nine minutes left. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, I think we, 
I think we covered everything. Is there anything I'm missing? We talked about most of like the pivotal scenes. I will say the, um, I think it was like the final quote unquote love scene that we didn't get to see. They did like a, um, they did a PG-13 move on us when they just like jumped to the next morning. And I was just like, yeah. oh, it was after the confession. Like we yeah. had this beautiful scene with like the green walls. Yes. And like, we couldn't even see like, you know, I'm like, I'm not asking for porn or anything, but like, we, you know, like we didn't even get to see like- Show me. <laughs> yeah. Like he said, I love you. And he did like this really cool gesture. And like, yeah. it just literally, the sun just started to rise. And then we just saw them like wrapped up in covers the next day. And I was like- Okay, the... I'm watching this. This is a D. Is this a DZ? This is a DZ. Um, so I will say I was a little disappointed about that. But other than that, um, yeah, I thought their chemistry was fantastic. Yes. And I I would love have to have seen kind of a spicier version, but yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> yes. I th- I I think it's kind of funny because like um this is like super left field, but there there was that whole like she fell and then that like all of her stuff came out and that menstrual cup came out like and he was like <laughs> yes. what's this <laughs> he's, and he was like is this a shot glass and she's like it's a menstrual cup I and love it's, that it's so, it's so crazy because I don't know if you guys heard but there's a tampon shortage so everyone's like has anyone used menstrual cups so I just thought it was super funny that like we're covering this now and it's like on twitter like has anyone used menstrual cups like what can you say about menstrual cups because it's a yeah. thing right now but and now, yeah. it's, now it's so relevant yeah <laughs> I was like I what, what weird timing is this it's so funny I know but <laughs> yeah I would it like overall you did like minus like the unspiciness of that fade to black part like you did you like the movie oh no it's my jam I love <laughs> I love rivals to lovers I love um I love the hidden aspect of it like when they I, I kind of do wish and I know this doesn't even happen in the book, but I kind of do wish they did had it actually started dating. Cause I love when like uh coworkers have to sneak around. Like I just think that's so like that's just yeah. I love that. So we did get that one scene where they like went into the the like stock room or stock closet. Yeah. And that was very, very hot. But I love yeah. stuff like that. Um so I wish we had yeah. a little bit more. But all in all, like I think I've watched it probably five times now. And it's just kind of like good like background noise if I'm like cleaning or something and I love movies where I don't have to use my brain and it's just like yeah. a really fun cute watch and I don't have to yeah. go and look up the definitions of things like it's just like it's very simple you know like it's not complicated I watched Dune and I had no idea what the fuck's going on like I can't I'm not you know no offense if that's your jam but I love rom-coms because it's just everyday life it's just so boring and tedious and so sometimes it's just really nice to just put something on and not have to think about it and so yeah yeah, all in all I would I would definitely recommend it for anyone who just loves simple cute yeah and and like you and Chris were saying like if you're smiling like you're just a little basting in this like glow of you know um of after you watched a movie like this this whole your smile I'm smiling like an idiot and I've watched this so many times already and I'm still like hee hee and like in the end no, of it yeah. you're just like so happy I know like, especially at the end where they're like walking from opposite sides and they're both on the yeah. phone with each other and I'm just I know. like oh they're so cute so I, know. I, I was like this is the it. epilogue we never got I love it <laughs> it's adorable <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, this was so much fun. Yes. Um, 
I had a blast. Thanks so much for for doing this. And yeah, this was such a good time. Um, So again, this is Wendy and Tony from Wallflowers Podcast. Um, I'll put their information in the episode notes. Please follow them, support them, listen to their podcast. They are amazing people. Um, and yeah, I, I gotta have you guys back. I do want to talk about crazy rotations. Um, I want to talk about that one. I think that would be a really good one for us to discuss. Um, so I'm putting you on the spot. (laughs) Yes, I am. You definitely definitely have to come back. Yes. Especially with the whole spinoff thing. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. So (laughs) I have watched the end of that movie 30 times just for that 20 second like interaction um and I can't remember their characters names right now um Rachel and I I I only know them by their okay okay yeah (laughs) Constance and Henry that's I know their real names (laughs) yeah yeah and so but I am so excited for this spinoff like they just like that 30 second interaction like behind like after the credits of them just looking at each other and so I'm really excited and um that that book already came out was that the second the second book okay yeah okay so yeah we I feel like maybe we should wait (laughs) if I'm still doing this and we just have to do like a double feature or something so we can talk about (laughs) let's talk about both films and both books so I'm really looking forward to that they have fantastic chemistry oh Um, so good is that a friends to lovers though? Are they like family? Because I know that there's past with them, right? Did they date in the past? I think in the books. Well, I know it starts off with them already dating. So okay, yeah. So the whole three books is actually technically about them, but we okay. get more Astrid. Actually, we get a lot more storylines in the actual book. So, um, and the the Astrid storyline was a little bit deeper in the books but they had to cut a lot of it out they said during the final cut which is fine and so um china rich girlfriend is actually still about um rachel chu really yeah so but 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 it it does you know like it does go a little bit more into astrid astrid and michael's story so yeah well i will be seated with popcorn for that for sure so exciting (laughs) All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. Thank um, you. As for always, us. yes. Thanks of for course, us. of course. Um, as always, uh, listeners, I do not know when the next podcast episode is coming, <laughs> um, but please uh, mention me at Trash uh, Ron Lover on Twitter and give me your suggestions. I'm getting some great recommendations, um, and they're always helpful. So, thanks for listening, and have a a wonderful day. Thank you. Yes, thank Bye. you.